0: Hi, I'm John. And I'm Paul. And this is The Minute Podcast.
1: If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book. But give us 60 seconds of footage, we'll still tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, I can't believe we brought it back. But give us just a minute, and we'll give you season two of The Podcast The Minute Podcast. Well, great. Thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a bi-weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss either a randomly selected or a listener submitted minute of content. John, what are we looking at today?
0: Uh, Today we are watching the movie Two Night Stand at minute 70, or that's one hour and 10 minutes (laughs) in. This is a movie from 2014, but it feels somehow a decade older.
1: It really does, and this was a submission by MinuteBot, so thanks, MinuteBot, for pulling that for us. Thank you, MinuteBot. Yeah, before we jump into the episode, John, I guess I should let you know that this week's episode is brought to you by Ritual Vitamins. At Ritual, they know the hardest part of taking vitamins is getting in the habit, so they've developed a two-part process to help make it easier for you to remember to take them. First, they ship you a box with their custom blend of vitamins, minerals, heavy metals, and parabens every week to be taken daily. I mean, that's great. Second, mm-hmm. you fill out their online survey and they'll customize the ideal ritual for you to go along with your vitamins. Is your best weekly ritual a goat sacrifice, scrying on your enemies daily, or summoning Barbatos, Duke of Hell once a month? They'll help you figure that out so you don't have to. So go to ritualvitamins.com minute for a 10% discount off your first order today.
0: Very convenient. All right, so what's our level of familiarity with Two Nights Stand? I can say for certain I've never heard of this movie and barely recognize anybody in this movie.
1: Same. I feel like this probably played in theaters.
0: Mm, Sure. Why not? Somewhere. I'm sure it has touched a silver screen.
1: (laughs) And that's all I got. All right. So quick intro to the scene then, since we have nothing else to go off of. We... Mm -hmm. Open on a man in bed asking a woman to communicate and she doesn't seem very happy about it. Then it's a hard cut to a woman in bed who appears sick whose two roommates appear to be kicking her out of the apartment.
0: Yeah. So, we've got a script read. (laughs) I don't know why that was difficult for me to say, but it's the first time I've ever done this, so I'm nervous, okay?
1: You know, John, I think if we try it together, we can probably get through.
0: Yeah, I think so too. So I'm going to play Daisy and Faiza.
1: And then I'll play Fraud and um, Cedric.
0: Let's begin.
1: (laughs) Communicate. What happened to you? Door close. (laughs) Tell her. Talk to her. Megan, Faiza has something she wants to tell you.
0: Okay, listen, normally I'd wait to bring this up until after you've recovered a bit, but Cedric and I sort of enjoyed having the place to ourselves the past couple nights. We did. And I wasn't sure that we would, uh, because I'm used to you being always, uh, always being there, you know, like nonstop, all the time. But, um, baby, help me out, please.
1: Yeah, basically we were thinking, what if you moved out? You know, what would that be like? And you have to understand, you can stay here as long as you need, a couple of days, 3 days.
0: <laughs> it's a very smooth suggestion of his timeline there.
1: Got it. They it really do spring it on her pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, she's it, the 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 woman is in bed eating breakfast in bed, presumably brought to her by her friends right before they like stab her in the back.
1: Presumably, I mean, when when your two attractive roommates who are a couple bring you breakfast in bed, you know it's either going to go really badly or it's about to go really well. <laughs> no middle ground.
0: Nope, no middle ground. All right, so the first guy that we see uh, looks kind of like like imagine if like Fred Savage was like elongated on a taffy machine a little bit. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And well, that's what I say, but he does look a little bit like Fred Savage.
1: He does, but not not quite as savage, more like a uh, a Fred Refined?
0: Yeah, Fred Refined. Uh, yeah, he does look a bit more polished than a Fred Savage.
1: Yeah, let's see, John. The, the first scene that we have here is really just five words between Fraud and Daisy. I'm calling mm-hmm. him Fraud instead of Fred, of course. I'm wondering, what can we read into that? Because to me, it kind of seems like she's disappointed in him in a sexual way, but I might be projecting. Uh <laughs> I,
0: I think I think they're breaking up. I think this is a breakup because I think like, so. Yeah, I think she's leaving. Right, like he's in mm-hmm. bed, she's leaving. I think they broke up. Can we talk uh, about his bed for a second? Uh, yes. Uh, you into the reclaimed shabby chic look,
1: Paul? He, I, I'm not, but he really is. The blue palettes really match the blue wall, and there's yes. industrial shelving everywhere. I mean, it's very gross.
0: Yeah, it's very um, shabby chic, but exclusive. It's like if somebody, if if a professional was like, shabby chic is in, and mm-hmm. this is for a man who does not give a shit about attractiveness.
1: <laughs> but was willing to pay a lot of money to have his yeah, house. Yeah, but willing up.
0: to do a lot to make a very good, like, he has shelving, which is more than I can say about myself. <laughs> uh you know like this guy obviously has the big bucks and he obviously well, well, paid
1: he know, is paid in a studio apartment though yes so i don't know but how a big the apartment bucks.
0: presumably in new york city which would be millions of dollars
1: so. well that's true that's a fair point point. and he does have a he has some other nice touches in there i mean there's a multi-lit christmas tree in the background yes. twinkling lights
0: yes um and uh yeah no it's it's a pretty nice apartment uh, both locations are actually ex- incredibly nice. There's no, like, you know, uh, those big furry centipedes on the walls and stuff like that. That's usually what I find in apartments.
1: Especially in New York, am I right? I don't know. I've never lived there. John, does <laughs> Megan have a speaking role in this film? Do you think Megan is the name of the sick third roommate?
0: I like the idea of a film where she is the silent protagonist, and mm-hmm. the entire time other people are basically just talking at her and making decisions for her, and she's trying to uh, deal with those decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds like an interesting movie. I doubt that's what it is.
1: <laughs> Almost certainly not. But
0: Yeah, that sounds like more of an artistic choice than would be uh, th- required by this movie. <laughs>
1: Well, it's hard to know, though. There's many artists in the film. At least one, Kid Cudi? Cuddy, yeah. Kid Cudi. Sure. Yeah. And there's I mean there's a lot of tact that we see in this discussion where they're trying to kick this roommate out. I mean, it's pretty clear yep. that Kid Cudi and his girlfriend are tired of their other roommate being there day and night. So it's time for a new segment, John. Paul explains a joke <laughs> he just made. Okay. <laughs> okay. I've written a okay. jingle for it. It goes okay. like, uh, let's see. Paul made a joke that no one will get. Can he explain this? It was the worst one yet.
0: <laughs> mm. So,
1: um, when I said that Kid Kitty was tired of this third roommate being there day and night, it's mm-hmm. because one of his earlier hits was called Day and Night. Oh. There's actually nothing oh, I, else to it.
0: I got that by context. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, that's the end of this segment, John. Let's get back to the movie.
0: All right. So I do want to talk about these two characters because mm-hmm. they have—they are wearing some shirts. Okay. Mm-hmm. The oh, what was it? It was uh, Faiza, Faiza, Faisa, uh, Yeah. Sh- she is wearing a shirt in like a handwritten script that says "Always in Love," which feels like it—it it emphasizes maybe. And tell me, Paul, if I'm looking too far into this movie with like a six point four on Metacritic or something, mm-hmm. like that. All right, but it does feel like they're emphasizing that maybe she's a little bit flighty, and maybe she's sacrificing a friendship that she really values for oh. a more impermanent uh, dating situation. Whereas,
1: so my, my interpretation. Of the shirt, John was a little bit different based on mm-hmm. the ultra wide neck that it has. I thought yes. mostly they were trying to draw attention to her clavicles.
0: Okay, yes. Well, it certainly helps with that, although her hair covers up a bit too much, if I say so. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, and then uh, Kid Cudi here. He's wearing a silver Patron shirt, which just makes him look like a douche in this film. It really uh, makes it, it,
1: it looks like an expensive shirt—the kind of thing that it, you probably pay like seventy dollars for, and it just says Patron that's on it.
0: Exactly my point. <laughs> uh, it's like I like drinking enough to wear a shirt that says it, but also I like drinking enough that I'm going to pay sixty dollars for this shirt that says
1: it. Or I wonder if it's the kind of shirt that comes with like your Patron party pack.
0: Oh, that's true great so now he looks tacky not just not like not just a douche but a tacky douche well um and i'm freeze-framed on the most douchey looking face possible (laughs) i am not saying that this actor is a douche i'm saying his character is a douche by the way
1: that's probably true they are they are kicking this roommate out with not a lot of notice john if you if you had to wear one of those two shirts around for the day which would you choose
0: Uh, probably the silver patron shirt because I'd much rather look like a douche than show off my shoulders, I guess. It's a (laughs) a safer choice. I I have a feeling I could actually fit inside the always in love shirt. (laughs) 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 Probably could not fit inside of his slim fit, uh what medium, small? It could be a large or
1: extra large. He he's a little bit cut, you never know.
0: I mean he is cut, but I, I think he's I think he's I don't I don't think he's particularly tall. Uh, but also, her apartment is beautiful. It's got this mustard wallpaper, not wallpaper, paint on the walls, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nice shelving. She's got some sweaters on the doors, you know, apartment stuff.
1: It's a nice place.
0: Yeah, lots of natural light, tons mm-hmm. of natural light, even though I'm assuming this is New York.
1: Well, they maybe they live out in the um, outer it, boroughs. I do have to admit,
0: not every movie takes its place in New York, but every movie I think of takes place in New
1: York or Chicago or occasionally DC. It's like the big three.
0: Uh, how much you want to bet this is LA? I'm oh, it's betting almost
1: certainly way. LA. Hey. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm betting this is LA yeah. just because it's not the first thing that we thought of. It's definitely LA now.
1: Yeah. John, wh- what do you think happened to Megan?
0: Um, I think Megan uh, came down with the, uh, the SARS virus. Ooh. And has been in bed for a week trying to recover from it, and now that she's able to take down solid food, her roommates are going to kick her out.
1: So what we're positing then is that while Megan was in the hospital for a couple of days, um, what what did the Fiza and Cedric were just having a lot of fun in the apartment. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yep. Hmm.
0: How about you, Paul? What do you think happened to Megan?
1: uh, I I think it's probably something kind of similar. Maybe she actually just um, fell and hit her head and was in a coma for two nights. This seems to be a comedy, maybe. So it's possible that, you know, funny head Funny coma. Yeah, funny good funny coma. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she's lost the ability to speak when she came back. Yep. Whoa, that's not in my theories, but should have been.
0: Yeah, it should have been. All right, so who wants to go first with the theory? Should I go first? You have yours solidified, so do you want me to go first?
1: I think you went first last time, so why don't I just do it? Oh,
0: okay, then you can go. Okay. I'll allow it.
1: Good, good. <laughs> so I think this is what they call a romantic comedy.
0: Okay. In Interesting which, concept.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, in which Fred, or Fraud, or whatever that character's name is, the first guy, realizes mm-hmm. he's really not as savage as he used to be <laughs> when he and his girlfriend break up she moves mm-hmm. out at the same time that Cedric and Pfizer are kicking out their third roommate because they realize they're too old to have roommates or you know whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. Megan and Fred then end up moving in together in Fred's place out of necessity because who could afford it? Yeah. And they realize that what they were really looking for this whole time was just uh, right in right in front of them in their same friend group. Soundtrack by Kid Cudi.
0: <laughs> very nice. All right. It's a very that normal like... movie. Sounds like a good 6.4. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, my thoughts are similar, uh, except uh, I'd like to think that my interpretation is a little bit more predictive of our, mm. our current society. Okay, I think that while while she was over at, uh, while uh, Megan was over at Fraud's house,
1: hmm
0: uh, the CDC put down a command for social distancing and quarantining for and the that's SARS why
1: they're, that's why they're kicking her out.
0: And so what I think happened was that uh, uh, Fraud and Megan ended up getting the SARS virus together, and that's how they met at the hospital.
1: Oh, Wow.
0: Yeah, and so this is like the, the the two nights that they were in quarantine, thus two nights stand, see?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm bringing it
0: all around, uh, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, the time in which they saw each other. And then they went into separate quarantines after that for about a week. And now that they're free, their respective partners are, are you know, not partners, but friend groups, etc. are all dealing with this aftermath. And tearing them apart.
1: You know, it's and that's the end of the movie. <laughs> very plausible. Third option. Mm-hmm. Take mm-hmm. what I said where Fred and Megan have to move in together. But they both bring their shared furniture. And they have mm-hmm. two nightstands Ooh. for both sides of the bed. Ooh. And there's just there's just no room there. And that that's what tears them apart in the end.
0: Nice. Mm. That's perfect, Paul. Especially since his nightstand probably looks like shit. Probably literally looks like something he found on the street and painted blue.
1: But it's also probably welded to the wall or something industrial. Yes.
0: Yes. Industrial. It's got bolts in it.
1: Hmm. What a guy. Yeah. Connect pieces
0: all over it. <laughs> oh, wait. No, no. It's not connect. What are the metal ones? Uh, erector sets.
1: Erector sets. Yep. <laughs> yep. It's oh, got wait.
0: erector sets all over it.
1: All right, John. Well, can we recommend either this actual movie, which, as you've said, appears to have a pretty mediocre metacritic score or either of the movies we've talked about
0: no this looks pretty miserable
1: (laughs) it it doesn't look great i bet the soundtrack's pretty good i think the soundtrack's probably pretty kid cutty heavy and that's probably all right
0: yeah i I gotta be honest the movie is the kind of movie that if it was on i wouldn't turn it off but i also wouldn't watch it (laughs) yeah you know like it'd be like oh yeah that's happening now okay and then i go about like cutting vegetables or something
1: it does yeah. seem like a, a good background movie
0: yep all right
1: all right well thanks for joining us for this episode as uh, always this was hosted by john and paul um well i guess i should tell you where you can contact us the minute Podcast at gmail.com on twitter at minute pod on instagram probably on facebook i think still uh or you know just wherever in real life but don't actually come up to us because social distancing
0: <laughs> yes please
1: All right. You can join us next week then when we're going to ask you.
0: Would you like to social distance?
1: Holy crap. You made it to the end. We'll be back next week to do it all again. Until then, be well and be sure to take a minute. The Minute Podcast.